Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. It's me, D'Angelo, and I am here to take you through all the pop culture and just like that, that you consume the stuff that you're insatiable for and the stuff that you find truly bingeable. We are back. I'm so sorry. I missed you kitties last week, but it is summertime and it is pride and the living ain't easy because it is so full. We have good friend of the pod, good friend of mine. We actually got to see each other recently for like a little brunch date. <laughs> Miss Aguilar Ramirez. Hello. 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 Bingies. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Hi. So Hello. So yeah, we got to go over here in like little Italy, which is kind of nice. You having these like little wings, that's this mm-hmm. is kind of like we can start like, mm-hmm. you know, utilizing these. Um <laughs> PS, and I know I told you already, and I don't I'm putting myself on blast here. I don't know if I'm gonna regret this or whatever, but I am gonna be in New York City next month. And so yeah. I'm so excited. So I planned this whole thing around, you know, Michelle Collins, the comedian who was like on the view, and she's it's like a talking head on like everything. I love her and I listened to her like she's was like a serious person who liked like serious radio and so she was on Radio Andy for like a long time and then they like swept house like she's not there Amy Phillips isn't there it's like it's like Andy and John Arthur Hill and like I don't even know who else is playing over there don't really care don't even listen to serious anymore but I still listen to Michelle Collins like daily and then she also has her podcast um, called Midnight Snack and so I, I say, and so, so much. I have to figure this out in my life. <laughs> are I we really gonna, do. Are you, are you really going to change the name of the show? I don't and know. So. <laughs> it's going to be called And So. That's going to be my advice podcast one day. And so. Um, but anyways, so Michelle is coming I mean, to New York. So I'm going to be coming to Wait, wait, wait. You're Latino. So it's actually, pero like, it's kind of well, the in the same and- rhythm. And I like, do that, like. though, because I say better like and it depends because, you know, OK, number one, I'm gay. Number two, I'm Latino and I was raised around a bunch of white people so I can code switch like a motherfucker. And so the thing is, so it's like better like or and so or um really like, you know what I mean? Like I can like it depends on who I'm with. I'm going to be like, switching it up. So that's just what life is. But Michelle Collins is there. So I she said that she was coming through. She was doing like a three day only stint, you know, three nights only at Joe's Pub. And I was I like. That okay, I'm just going to buy a ticket just on a whim because they were like 30 bucks, right? So I got the ticket and then I got an opportunity from a friend, another friend here from the pod, Ian, um, that I just couldn't think. So I'm going to pretend that I'm a New Yorker for like a few days. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you guys how many days I'm going to be there. So you guys won't be like, you know, knocking on my door or anything. But um, yeah, so, and I haven't done this in a while either where I'm going to be, I'm taking like a break. Like I'm actually going to take Very like good. a break. Mm-hmm. I'm going to log out for a minute. And I know it's gonna be hot as fuck. It's New York City, whatever. And but, August. <laughs> yeah, but it's there's air conditioning in the place. And then um I'm not weak, so I'll figure it out. Um yeah. and if I and if I don't <laughs> want to be outdoors, I won't be outdoors. Yeah. No, but you're gonna be <laughs> outdoors. Like, you're gonna be yeah. outdoors. I'm gonna be this outside. Yeah. Be outside. We're gonna be this outside. Is the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this the smoke's not gonna be coming over and all that sort of thing. So speaking of New York City, you guys, we will be getting into and just like that. I know that I left you guys hanging recently within just like that re- recaps. We will be recapping brief recaps of episodes four and five, alive and trick or treat from and just like that season two. We will get into that very shortly. But um, let's just recap just like kind of like what's happened and then also like what I've been watching because I've had a lot of stuff on in the background because I've been very busy lately, like doing lots of designings and like doing lots of like, and actually been like physical, like using my hands and creating art again because I've had to. Yeah. So I had a client. So we, I had a few clients for the pride festival. So San Diego pride just happened, you know, here Yay. and um, everybody who came out to super Susia Sunday. Thank you guys so Yay. much. Yes, it was a very cute event. Meatball, Grace Towers, DJ Ernie V. Um, and then we had our dancers, Rico, Dre, and Tegan. Amazing people. Um, I don't know how to say this. And I don't, 
I'm not even gonna be unapologetic. Okay, so I'm not gonna be unapologetic. Take this how you want to take it, whatever. But you know, and I appreciate every single opportunity you've been given. But there was something so different about being in a dressing room with all people of color. That's a thing. It's a thing for all of us in all spaces. Yeah. Like when it's when it's all like when in real estate, when everybody in the transaction is POC, which is super rare, it's very special. You know, um, when, you know, in my aviation life that I have now, <laughs> um, that when it's like an, you know, all black cabin and, mm-hmm. or if we're ever lucky enough to have like POC pilots too, like mm-hmm. that's all very, very special. Um, it's because kind of like we haven't been we, given an opportunity and we, ha- we had space. to fight to be there. Yeah. We had to fight to have this opportunity to be in that space. And then also like you just mentioned earlier, we're not, we're not code switching. We're Mm -hmm. just existing. Mm -hmm. We just, we just can like, it's in a way like your, your nervous system relaxes. Like it does when you're with family, because there's a certain level of just like tension that you kind of carry throughout life when you're POC, just because you're like, am I, am I going to feel that like little, you know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. like unintentional mm-hmm. sometimes and people will say something or something will be done right. in the room or just, and just, it's just the fact that like, we got to be colorful and take up all this space. Mm-hmm. We're usually given a corner of the flyer. We're given a moment, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, and then not only that, but like, we have to be exceptional. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like we always right. have to be exceptional to make it like through. Like there was like when I first moved here, even like to San Diego, Southern California, and the biggest contingency of Latino that we have here and everything is relegated over to like um, the, um, oh my God, now it's going to the thing, the poppy events. But anyways, um, it's, oh my God, it's so bad that I can't remember the name of the actual like promotions. But anyways. I have no yeah, idea and I can't anyways, help. <laughs> Ugh. But what happens here is that it like, you know, and it's like it lands like once a month, it takes over like a Thursday night, it's not given a Friday, it's not mm-hmm. given a Saturday, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so in this nightclub that we were working with um, the rail, and I, I could genuinely say I've been given better opportunities and more opportunities because I went for them. And I, you know, flew over there mm-hmm. and like needed to be be in and like places like um, here in town, like riches have always done that they facilitated, you know, like some, mm-hmm. they've always kept hip hop in the equation, they've always mm-hmm. kept Latin in the equation, they give them the front room, they swap rooms, they um, like our and it's like our tourist trap nightclub for like the gays, you know, for the LGBT. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's that but then like being here and like at the rail, they every Saturday there is Sabado, Sabados of Fuego, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. always got that flair, you know, but it's flavor. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so we did this party and we I think it was a success. You know what I mean? We made money. People were there. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. I'm it so was proud. A, yeah. Yes, it was a, it, we would love to have more. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so and we also like this was the first one. So there's lots of costs like in the mix that you just kind of have to account for. And we're trying to do this real. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. to, we want to build this a foundation that this isn't just going to be a flash in the pan. Like, Oh, we're doing a party because I've never taken it this serious. And it's not even my baby. This is Nelson's baby. Yeah. But it's your nephew. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so he's given me this opportunity and we did this first one. And then he's like, you know, let's, Let's go. And so he's already got things in the work. So y'all mm-hmm. who were there and everybody around, there is now it's going to be a Latin bear party, POC, black and spicy whites. Oh, <laughs> all you spicy whites. Wow. Yeah. Spicy, spicy mayo does not. It, <laughs> I do not exclude that from my poke bowl and I would not exclude that from my party. So please show up. But <laughs> um, live with us. Yeah. Yeah. So Susia is becoming a brand, right? So Susia is going to like live and just, you know, Susia is this. And then it has a new leg and it's Super Susia Sunday. So that's going to be our tea dance, um, Latin hip hop. And it is open to everybody across gender spectrum, cross color, across everything, you know. I hope I can come through at some point. Yeah. So, so we'll see where the next one of those lands. But what's going to be happening 
monthly. Okay, guys. So monthly. Um, starting August. Make sure I get these things right because um, this is how I have to be because I'm now getting old. Um, so every third Friday from now on, y'all are invited to the rail for oh so sucia. So that's also like a there, like oh so, like oh. free so, like oh so sucia. <laughs> <laughs> so starting off, it's gonna be August 18th. We have Alex Ramos from Fort Lauderdale coming through, spinning beats for y'all it's gonna be crazy we also have tony santangelo you know you guys have seen him on gogo -Go for the gold season one yes the beef burrito himself beef burrito i'm sorry <laughs> and then we also have rico prada again gonna be so we have some cute boys for y'all to look at and we got dominican boy we got mexican boy <laughs> you know so it's it's a thing we're gonna do it so if you appreciate the latinos please come on out it's gonna be a fun one august 18th that evening you guys can find the link inside of the description for this or inside of my instagram bio okay enough of selling things there we will come back and we will talk about our other promotions and things but i have to talk to you about some shows that i've been watching because since i've been active like i had to put like uh butter i had to put like wings together and things for uh this last Ooh, pride parade you know i so, love you putting things together though you're yeah, so, so you're so thank good at you that. i made I, I need to make a little reel of it but i made fairy wings so lily lily holiday who also has been on the pod in the past she's been my like right hand girl when it comes to all of my costumes lately and so we created about 11 looks for this past pride parade so for fairies, one person no, for a bunch of different, for different okay. people. So everything had to fit okay. every, these different people. All right. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So while I was doing that, I got into a few TV shows and we got to discuss <laughs> them real quickly before we get into just like that. Okay. The first thing I started Narcos with Mr. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode of Bald Invisible, you were like, he's a god over here at the pod. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, true. So it's true. But the thing is, so I finally like, <laughs> I don't know if I have more Pedro like content and then I find something else and people tell me you got to watch <laughs> this and you got to do this. And so I finally got into Narcos. I ate it up. And um, another thing about Narcos, too, though, have you watched it? I haven't. I haven't gotten it. I, it you like some a lot. true crime and it's in it's, it's like and it's in its time. You know what I mean? Like it's like you, you get to watch history. You, oh, you're like going through um, your time traveling. No, what you're doing is, is like, it's, it's a period drama, you know what I mean? Okay, uh -huh. And so it's a period crime drama almost like, but it's a true crime because it's based on the first two seasons are based on, um, Pablo, uh, Estebar. Escobar. Escobar. Oh my God. Um, so anyways, Pablo Escobar, <laughs> they, it's all based on that and the drug cartels and everything else that are going on. And then season three is the Cali cartel. And so then they ended up canceling because it, like season three was, it, I think they started it when the pandemic was happening. And so they mm -hmm. just, they fast tracked the end. And so, and it felt rushed the very end of it, but the first two seasons, oh, great TV. Um, they're the primary person who is like, it's this one guy, Steve Murphy is like the, um, is the protagonist character it's a white it's the white guy it's the white cop <laughs> like out there and everybody else is you know um with the is is latinx and whatnot and so it's pedro pascal and other people but anyways um the first two seasons amazing what happens too is like when things like happen like if somebody gets shot or somebody gets killed like when they like flash they will sometimes show a real newspaper image so it's like oh, they're they're cool. that re, they're they're recreating to that level. Um, cool. It does have subtitles for y'all out there, so you guys know because half of the dialogue is in Spanish. It just flips from English to Spanish back and forth the whole time. But you can put that on in the background. Mm -hmm. You don't. Do you need to? Because I when I'm watching crime stuff, I like need to like I don't know for some reason like I need to see it. But then again, I'm also watching things to like 
you know, follow along and collect the evidence as well. Here, there's yeah. no collection of evidence. It's well, just a telling of story. It's the telling of the story. So it's like, because you're watching, you know what I mean? Like, if so, if you've ever read anything, if you've read, uh, you know, about the cartels and, and how corrupt it was and how it infiltrated the government and, you know, how Pablo, how he, he owned everything <laughs> and he, he was taking his wife and his kids around and all of his... um generals you know those kind of things and so you it's just so you can like listen to it and there's enough exposition and what they're talking about that you know for myself it's um, like a book yeah i don't speak spanish fluently but i really understand stand it a lot you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i don't have to sit there and read the subtitles i can be like cutting out butterflies and whatever else <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm doing as i'm like watching but the the series itself it's like it's prime storytelling they make you care about different people and they do this thing too with um pablo escobar that you don't sympathize for him ever you know what i mean he's always the bad guy the things that he does that they don't let you forget even he has a soft moment with his kids you know what i mean and then a moment later they just say snap you out of it like this isn't a good guy like even though he has these moments of good he's still kind of quite you know psychotic <laughs> in a mm -hmm. sense um but really solid storytelling the first two seasons you can watch them and if you don't want to go into the third you don't have to they drop like little jewels in and they decided to take you into a third season with this cali cartel family which starts off really interesting because it's like a bunch of it's like you know the one the difference between pablo the escobar cartel and the cali cartel is that the cali cartel was all funneled through real businesses and banks and so the people who were at the top of it were like well-known <laughs> businessmen that people didn't assume were in the cocaine business mm. whereas in pablo escobar you were scared of him you knew what you know we kind of knew what they were getting themselves into because he, when he had that you know one arrest when he smiled in his um in his photo like when they took his uh mugshot and so it's just, it's a really, really, it's juicy storytelling. Pedro Pascal is looking good too. Like the skin, <laughs> the skin looks good. I don't know if they like, they, they softens, whatever that they did. Um, then there's this other man in there and he's probably going to be one of my crushes of the week. Or he's probably going to be my crush of the week today. Okay. So they give you so many beautiful Latin men that are like shooting and being like uber aggressive <laughs> and like i am completely here for it and completely like down for it i'm gonna We're send you totally a picture in a, totally in our damsel energy yeah being like come over here i need you to save me a little he's a latin <laughs> he's, a, he's a latin actor his name is pepe rapazote have you ever seen this man mm, i don't know let me see okay i'm texting you know him people, to you i'm texting you know him people by face I need you guys to all look him up, Pepe Rapazote. Okay. In the series, he has like this mustache, which I found cute. I just texted you the two pictures. Who's this? Oh, that is Pepe Rapazote. Like that is like that is crush of the week material right here. And so and he's and he's but in how season come we've three. never seen him before? Because he I doesn't don't... do American television. So that's the thing, is they pull a lot of people from like Spain and South America TV. I mean, like in in you know, like they don't just pull American actors for this series. You know, like they really use a lot of Colombians. There's a lot of Colombian actors in this. That's a fine man. Like girl. And so and yeah. he plays a vicious man too named Chepe. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got like a hot brother who's gay. Like, a, like there's like a gay like gangster. Like it's just like it's good story. It's good storytelling all based on real stuff. So check it out. Atoro Castro is also in it, you know, from like Broad City. The one who played her um, roommate, uh, Ilya, uh, uh, um, oh my God, Abby and Alana. Alana's roommate, so who mm. played Javier, a, a Toro Castro. He plays an, a vicious, you know, evil man in this. Um, it's just, it's it's fun. Narcos, oh, I do recommend God. it. Go binge it, you guys. Okay, here is the thing that I wanted to tell you about what I watched while we were recording so I can get your genuine reaction. So the people mm -hmm. get a reaction right here. So there was a television show that happened in the late 80s, early 90s mm -hmm. that became sensational on TV. 
And it was one of my favorite TV shows. And it was American Gladiators. Do you remember this? Oh, okay. yes. Correct. In Have my house. Watched In my the house. Ne- exactly. Have you, In my you whole, watched the like, ne- like that was family TV. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. And then like when they would show the marathons in USA, come on, come through USA mm-hmm, Network. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Gladiators, ready? Oh, mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. Okay. So there is a documentary. It's a three-part documentary on Netflix. This may be old news for some of y'all, but some of y'all might have missed it like how I sort of did when it like people were talking about it. Like it was fresh like a month ago. But uh all the Twitter and threads and everything else kind of like covered it up. It's called Muscles and Mayhem. It's over on Netflix. It is a good ass series where they pull everybody, Nitro, Laser, Gemini, like they like all the old actors are there to talk about it. And it is really just one of the most um, compelling documentaries I've seen in a while. And you kind of find out it has to do with like their their bum deals that they got. Um, It was started by somebody who lived who had a gym in Youngstown, Ohio, where I'm from. That's mm. where this whole thing starts. It's like Youngstown, Ohio. And this guy has a Stop. gym. On that's, these the, that's the genesis. Youngstown is the genesis. of. Yes. So like this. where I come from. So that's my, they, it's maybe why, like when I was growing up, like it was such a big deal at home. I remember like people really did. They, yeah. They got together at night and you would watch it, you know, like you would watch a boxing match. And so, and like they had the heels, they had the good guys, the bad guys. And yep. like, they go through the whole thing about how it started off as like this thing that they were doing in like live gyms, you know, obstacle courses, and they kind of changed it up, changed it up. It became a television show. The first series was horrible. They beat the shit out of people, you know, <laughs> like, and then yeah, those people look like they were taking quite yeah. the beating. I just loved, they would go contestants, ready, gladiators, ready, mm-hmm. go. <laughs> that was my favorite, favorite thing. All the anticipation. Just, just all waiting, the anticipation. Waiting, waiting. Yeah. It was, um, oh but it's, it's amazing. So much spandex too. So much so, spandex. So much spandex. <laughs> well, that was the thing too, is it's like laser was my first like crush, you know, oh. and he still is handsome now. Um, the other ones like Nitro, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. remember Nitro back in the day, he's still good looking now. He's a little bit like he's seen, he's seen the world. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, you had, you liked laser? Let's yeah. See, I'm like, I'm looking this up. If you look up Jim Star now, his name Jim is Jim Star. Star. Jim Star with two R's. And so, if you look up, oh Jim my Star gosh, now, blast in the past, so handsome, all these teeth and everything else. But they go into it about all their deals and then like why they all kind of quit <laughs> because you know the network took them for granted and thought that they were just expendable. They're gladiators, and it just—it's a really amazing story. Um, lots of queer undertones, you know, some of the girls were gay and that kind of thing. And so it's pretty, um, it's pretty remarkable. And the thing that I took away from the whole entire thing, like, was, um, even though you kind of get this, you know, you, you get the whole thing about the network taking advantage and blah, blah, blah. It was happy at the end because they're all good people. They're none of them are mm. like really they're none of them are like jaded. Like all your old American gladiators, like Storm and all these people and Ice and these people yeah. that you remember from your childhood, they still are kind of heroes. Gemini still look like a hero. Like that man can like go and be a you know a drill sergeant for the Marines. Like he just he looks like that kind of build. Um, but it's just, it was, it was really nice. It was fun. It was uplifting. So I love that. Okay. Another thing I really want to quickly mention before we get into it and just like that is going to be survival of the thickest. Have you seen this? Oh, no, <clears throat> I haven't okay. seen it yet, but I have a client that's in that. Oh, really? So I, ha- I, ha- so I have to, like, I have to watch. Yeah. So this is, um, yeah. this is another, they're calling it a drama, but it's comedy in my sense. It's a comedy mm-hmm. drama or whatever. It's um, Michelle Buteau, the, the very wonderful comic, Brown Cities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I always think of is, what you doing over there, Brown Cities? Um, but anyways, <laughs> but Survival of the Thickest, it's on Netflix. Uh, it has, it's one season. The episodes, there's not one that's maybe longer than 37 minutes. So it goes down real easy, oh, real cool. quick. Um, I had it on as well, like while I was getting things done and giggling, lots of great like one-liners. And uh, what do you call it? 
it just it was over before I wanted it to be you know what I mean oh, it was it was do, one of those kind of series do we know if they're gonna get more I don't know and right now nothing everything is up in the air with this whole WGA right. and, and strike right now right yeah I hope so because so, yeah, that sounds sounds great um cameos in this are a plenty right so Garcelle Bouvet is in this and so and she plays this um former she's like a Naomi Campbell type you know, mm-hmm. but like, you know, and, you know, past her prime in mm-hmm. supermodel terms, you know, still a beautiful woman. And she's trying to get all this attention. And Michelle Buteau's character, um, Miriam, uh, I'm sorry, Mavis is her name. So uh, Mavis Beaumont. So she still is an MB. So Michelle Buteau was Mavis Beaumont. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she's a stylist. And so um, and she's trying to kind of find her way in the world. And so the very first episode, you kind of meet her. She's fabulous stylist. She's on this photo set. She's glamorous. She's doing all these things. And she's dating the hot photographer, you know, who's there. And they live together. And she ends up coming home, finding him in a, in a predicament, in an entanglement. Mm. And then she's <laughs> now got to go figure out her life. And so she moves herself out. And she moves in with um, Liza Traeger, who's, you know, the comedian. She moves in with her, who ends up being um, this crazy roommate named Jade, who has a cat named Cocaine. And Jade puts <laughs> Jade puts olive oil all over her body to soften herself. I mean, like, she's one of those, like, kind of crazy types. So I uh, do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, high, you're a crazy type. <laughs> high jinks ensue. <laughs> That's all I will say. Um, but it's fabulous. Michelle Visage is in it. Nicole Byer makes an appearance awesome. in it. Like, yeah, lots of really, really good stuff. Um, it's got a nice little story. It's got a little bit of a feeling of like if you know Michelle Buteau and her life and how she married this Dutch man from Amsterdam or something, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Heist. <laughs> yes, it's it's very much like that, except for her guy is Luca from Italy, you know, mm. so that's the thing is mm-hmm. so they gave her a character like that. It's um, it's fabulous, guys. Watch it. It also does have some lesbian undertones with some of the side characters. <laughs> She's got a really, really great best friend named Khalil played by Tone Bell, who is just fun. And like they are a best friendship that has never slept together. They're just good friends, which is like, you know, you don't always get that in these series, which is kind of nice. People can be friends. Um, right. <laughs> so Survival Thickest, that's another bingeable one for you guys. It's over on Netflix. Okay, last thing I want to talk about before we get into it, just like that, and then we're going to keep it because m- I'm keeping it steadily moving along. Merrily we roll, <laughs> aka, okay, it's Crappy Lake. Welcome to Crappy Lake. Have you heard about this? No, what is that? Okay, so welcome to Crappy Lake. This is, you do appreciate a good reality show here and there. So uh-huh. I would suggest that you would watch this. They have taken, so now we know that Real Housewives of New York, they have set the old women, old women. <laughs> I don't mean that in that way, but they've set mm-hmm. the a former cast free and they are now letting them roam the wild and now they're taking them on girls trips and whatnot. And so New York City Housewives now has a new cast. So that includes mm-hmm. like Jenna, like Jenna Lyons and this kind of thing. I did watch the first episode. I think it's kind of fabulous. It's got petty drama. Like the first fights are about like cheese. Like, you know, somebody said that somebody's cheese was weird. And like, it's just like, like there's, it's, it's that petty drama between like friends that you take something wrong because you actually care about the what the person says. And you can kind of see that there's some real ties here. The only one who doesn't feel really anchored to the group is Jenna Lyons. But at the same time, you're okay with it because she's kind of like a Lisa Vanderpump character that kind of sits above everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. she's got the most money. She's rich, you know, rich, 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 not just rich. She's rich, rich, rich. And so um, enviable closet space, enviable house. Like she's in like the one of the the, uh, this girl, Aaron, who's in the series. She is a, a, you know, amazing realtor there in New York City. And she um, actually walks through the house. I don't know if you do this as a realtor as well, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you kind of assess like, is this made for children? What kind of a house is yes. this? Where does this, does this house You're trying to flow? figure out, yeah, who the audience is, like who's who's the buyer. You're trying to figure out who the buyer is. Exactly. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what this woman is saying. Like this woman, Aaron, is walking through the house. She's like, I'm just, this is this is not for any, this is house is only for Jenna. This is, this is her house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this doesn't make sense yeah. for anybody else in the world. Um, fabulous though. So, but the older women who were used to be on the show, you know, Ramona and Luann and Sonia and whatnot, they've been let go. 
Well, Sonia and Luann were given their own television show called Welcome to Crappy Lake. And it is Real Housewives of New York City meets Schitt's Creek meets Simple Life. What are so they what doing? They've, done, <laughs> they've taken these two women, they've taken the Duchess, they're, you know, the Countess, you know, and Lady, and Lady Morgan. Yeah, the Countess and Lady Morgan. And they have dropped them off in Benton, Illinois, into this little town that was decimated by the um, pandemic. And so mm. that it's just, you know, so what they're trying to do is they're just trying to create interest there. They're trying to bring people from other townships in to spend money in their restaurants and in their spaces and parks and all that sort of thing. So what they've done is they've dropped Luann and Sonia off here, a la Simple Life, that they're mm-hmm. going to be there and they get projects by the mayor that they have to complete. So like putting a new little park together and they're going to be doing a... um a cabaret variety show for, so you know, with, with they're like social yeah, developers. With, yeah. And so what they're doing, <laughs> yeah. Like they're, so they're auditioning people to be in this variety show that people will come and buy tickets and the all proceeds go to the pantry. And so they're doing different things for this town and then also meeting the men there. Sonia's already oh, fucked somebody. Okay. Damn, Sonia's, so, yeah. Wait, Sonia's no already time. got a guy in her bed. <laughs> When they show Sonia's room, right? Like she's one of those people. Okay. What kind of a person are you in a hotel room? Are you like a, your bag exploded and everything is everywhere? Or are you like everything is in the bag or in a drawer? So I unpack in a very specific way because I have packing cubes and I unpack, Mm -hmm. I unpack everything to mimic my home so that I know where everything is. So it's not exploded. It's placed. Okay, but it's not it's not a way because I don't want to forget anything. So I don't want to put things in drawers. So I place things on countertops. And then the packing cube acts like a drawer. Understandable. It's a whole thing. Okay. <laughs> no, I get it. That that comes from somebody who flies for a living. Well, <laughs> myself, depending on like what, what we're doing, like so like when we were like on like our like a little tour, you know, situation, is that like, you know, I live out of the bags. Shoes come out on the floor. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, if a shoes in the bag, they just come out. But all I don't know how you can live. Bag. How do you, how do you live out of the bag? Like, how do you do it? Only clothes. I would love to live out of the bag. Only clothes. Because then I can pull my, like, I do the same thing, a packing cube, you know, usually mm-hmm. for like packing cube usually has like the smaller, my negligees. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes work <laughs> no they that no that that's where my my underwear my socks my t-shirts that sort of a thing anything i sleep in will be like in the like it'd be in one packing cube usually mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. have like a little container for something you know other things and then also like toiletries <laughs> in one you know so everything mm-hmm, has its own mm-hmm. little spot and i am a big fan of baboon on the moon please sponsor us thank you so much <laughs> please sponsor us baboon on the moon <laughs> speaking of you guys there's probably an ad somewhere in in this podcast we're gonna get back into packing in a second um but uh i am working with humanity here in san diego humanitysd.com you guys listen humanitysd.com you guys saw those green mesh shorts that i was wearing by knobs on my instagram you guys can get those if you guys use code dan 20 you get 20 percent n two zero. and then you Love also Yes. And then for all of you other guys, uh, or not just guys, people with penises, <laughs> or go. people who like to or people who like to pleasure people with penises, things like strokers, this is includes like, you know, all the cult series, flesh jack and all those sorts of things. Stroll strokers and accessories also online and in store are 20% off for the next three weeks using my code Dan 20. Okay. So you guys go ahead and like snap those up. You guys know what you guys like, go find them. So, okay. Back into, we're talking about sex toys here. Sonia. (laughs) Okay. So she, her bag explodes like in the room, you know what I mean? So she's living in like, they're, they're living inside this like roadside motel kind of a situation. And she's got like bras here and, clothes here and high heels here and like when this guy comes in the room you know he's you know talking to her about the job mm-hmm. that they're doing that day he's like looking around and he sees like her charging station has like her phone her ipad and her dildo 
You know yep. what I mean? Like it's just all just like sitting, <laughs> it's just like all sitting out. And so yep. it's incredible. It's another show that um the Welcome to Crappy Lake does not make you feel crappy. Like it, it's mm. the it's all based around this lake. Yeah. It's there's actually a lake that they call Crappy Lake because it smells like shit. Um and so like the people of the town. It's just that's what it is. Shit's Creek. It's the oh. same kind of a situation. That's, <laughs> they, they 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 found a reason to do this, but mm-hmm. but it feels like simple life because it's two people who are always wearing like heels and sparkles. You know what I mean? To go and like you know go weeding and that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but it's super cute, and you never feel like they're making fun of the people of the town, you know. Mm-hmm. And you always feel like they're there just to have a good time. And like, and if they make some money, then, you know, they're going to make some money on this, you know, but it's just, it's a fun show. Make money for the city, not for themselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's it. Let's get into, uh, we just rounded off and we're back in New York city as we talk. And so let's talk about, and just like that episodes four and five episode four, this is our episode entitled alive exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) So let me pull up my little uh, synopsis here. Um, as we discuss, I think I have little doggies that want to come in my room here, but try to ignore their cute little faces. (laughs) Um, Okay. So episode four, this one was directed by Michael Patrick King, written by Julie Rottenberg and Aliza Zorinsky. This is Carrie's former Vogue boss, Enid Frick, ask her to be the contributor for a new online publication for retired women. Carrie feels she is too young for that demographic, then learns Enid only wants her to donate $100,000. We'll get into it. Bitsy Von Muffling tries matching Carrie up with a man who is dating Enid, which we don't know about until the very end. Harry and Charlotte, as well as Lisa and Herbert, send their children to summer camp. Charlotte yeah. helps Harry. <laughs> Charlotte yeah. and Harry, they take it. They take it for a reason to go and have sex <laughs> while Herbert and Lisa are going to take it for a reason to go and work. And we find out that Herbert, you know, wants to run for city comp controller, but he's not going to because his wife is right now hitting the Tribeca Film Festival and she's on an upwards thing and he wants to be there to support her. But anyways, we find out that um, Charlotte and Harry, (laughs) they go to have sex. (laughs) And when they're having sex and he's supposed to be finishing, it's like Christmas and Easter and birthdays (laughs) all rolled in one because their kids are gone. So she wants them to come on her tits and there is no come. And so, which leads to that whole conversation. Jizz, jizz. (laughs) (laughs) like they say it like 18 times I love I love that whole thing I do first of all I really want to know if whenever you get Dr. Carlton in front of you again I want to know what Mm -hmm. he has to say about that because I feel like I want to know more about this Um, about dusty ball syndrome yes I do (laughs) um I also I just love that like Charlotte is so into like she's so in her relationship that as proper as she is, she's like willing to go into like whatever kind of kink face is needed but for her marriage. Charlotte her has marriage. always been the one though. Charlotte Charlotte was the one who introduced us to cunning lingus on straight men. You know what I mean? Like that this whole thing when, when her and Trey McDougal, you know what I mean? When she was like, well, we, we like it. You know what I mean? Like but that's the uh, thing. After. She's such a she's such a partner. She's such a good partner. She's, she's evolved. Because remember, in the very very beginning, though, when the one guy was eating like the chi- the peaches in front of her, you know, yes, <laughs> like, yes, in like those those yes. early episodes of Sex and City. So we've seen Charlotte really evolve into like this person, and she's in this stable relationship with Harry, and they have a lot of fun apparently. And so <laughs> it's it's um it's just it's silly. We're like the thing about this episode is it's like we're back we're we're, we're yes. finally hitting our, we're hitting our we're stride alive. again we're, <laughs> <laughs> ew, you're so gross <laughs> we're alive but it, it's that it's this it's this whole thing so when that all happens charlotte helps harry strengthen his weakened pelvic floor muscles <laughs> like um which has affected his sexual performance during a family counseling session brady wants miranda and steve uh, to divorce so everyone can move on with their lives. Che is back in New York sharing an apartment with her estranged husband, Lyle, played by Oliver, <laughs> like um, Oliver Hudson, Kate Hudson's little brother. 
Uh, Che is comfortable being intimate with both Lyle and Miranda, though Miranda's uneasy. She gets a cramp, that whole situation. Lisa and Herbert's 20th wedding anniversary party is a bust after Herbert fails to send the event in evites and Lisa forgets the cake. Um, LTW. Anyways, Charlotte receives a standing ovation job from a prominent gallery owner, played by Victor Garber. Okay. So that's kind of what happens in this. Let's just talk about our favorite points in this episode specifically. We have Candace Bergen back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Candace Bergen Bags. That's that's how she's known here as Bergen Bags. So Bergen mm-hmm. Bags is there. <laughs> okay. And that's not a cut on Candace Bergen. We're not talking about her, her face, her jowls, or her eyes. And yeah. anybody who was thinking that, that was you who were thinking that. And you should that's li- you. examine that's your yourself poison. and your life. We were talking about Bergen bags when she takes an expensive bag, like a Bergen bag, and she draws a weird puppy on it for no reason and then sells it for hundreds of thousands of dollars. But, anyways, <laughs> Candace Bergen bags is in this episode. We see her in the very beginning. It was kind of a thing, though, to see Candace. We haven't seen her in a while. And it was like, Candace has gotten older. Like it was just but, like a whole thing, but she's still as as like spiteful and cunty and like as we want her, you know. I also think it's funny because she was that episode that she was in originally, I think, was the one with Wallace Shawn too, where mm-hmm. uh with the woman from Third Rock from the Sun. Uh Kristen Johnston. Yes, she played that socialite who died, remember? Mm-hmm. So, like that whole episode was like her trying to get her groove back and her not anybody wanting won't to have fun anymore. Yeah, like her not wanting Enid not wanting to admit that she was like a woman of a certain age and could only attract a man of a certain age, right? And now mm-hmm. she's like embracing it. And then we also had the what was her name again? You just said it Johnson. Kristen Johnson. Chris, Kristen Johnson's character, kind of like how the girls were already transitioning out of like that phase of party girl. And so mm-hmm. Carrie's being well, confronted the whole city again. Was. Yeah, the whole thing. Right. And so like now we're also like questioning, like, are we getting our New York back? I just think the the parallels there around that was super cool. I thought that episode around was really Candace cool. Bergen's. Yeah, because she's like represents that episode originally, right? Where everyone's kind of like questioning their age and like phases of life and now she's coming back to discuss age and phases of life and like you know and also like what does it mean to be sex in the city is it about being like what does it mean at this age i just feel like that was like very cyclical and very smart in my opinion Mm -hmm. sorry i don't know if i articulated that that well but well like i kind of get what you're talking about here because when with candace bergen when she first kind of shows up in like season four when she first started when Carrie first starts writing for Vogue you know Mm -hmm. I'm drunk at Vogue and then season (laughs) six is like when the splat episode happens with Kristen Davis Mm -hmm. I'm sorry not Kristen Davis but (laughs) Kristen Johnson um the big the the lady from uh Third Rock from the Sun as you were saying that shows our age that really shows our (laughs) age she's also right now in the Righteous Gemstones and she plays (laughs) and she and she plays the sister the uh the dad's sister on Righteous Gemstones. But um, <laughs> one of the things that I particularly loved was when Enid sees her, you know, like Carrie is there having lo- breakfast with one of the younger characters in the in the, in the show with Bobby Moynihan's character. You know, she's having mm-hmm. her breakfast with him, um, which I'm loving is that all the characters, their, their universe has expanded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, that it's no mm-hmm. longer just Carrie and Miranda, Carrie and... and, and Right. You know, everybody's their, their lives are different and everybody has more friends. And this is really showing more of what a New York City should be, like how your how right. your life should be colorful and whatnot. And, and people of different ages, you know, kind of in and out. But and professions when, and dynamics. Yeah. When Enid comes over to her at the table and she's just like, oh, what are you reading? You know, what are you reading there? Oh, it's my book. You know, oh, you know, that <laughs> sort of thing. And then she tells her, you know, well, you, the blurb, the, the, you know, I sent you an email because I wanted you to blurb the cover. Yes, I'm so sorry. I never did that. Sorry, I never said, sent a note or anything because your husband died. You know, I've, all, <laughs> I've also had a loss. When she goes, I've also had a loss. And she goes, oh, well, who did you lose? Me! <laughs> <laughs> Condi Nast put me out to pasture. You know, I started with Mademoiselle. May she rest in peace. And then she's like, she's like, and then in Vogue, they let me go. And so, you know, now she's working on her Ask Enid 
which is mm-hmm. like her rival to Goop. And now she's about to come out with, an, with she's going to try to come out with another magazine, which is going to take her under. It's not going to work because magazines are dead. But anyways, print is dead. Um, we would love it to come back. Somebody try to bring it back. Keep on trying, Enid. But <laughs> this, like, but maybe this demographic is good though, because like women, you know, of a certain age, they still want to pick up a magazine. I it's mean, good thing for those, like, the mag- yeah, like boomers love newspapers, so mm-hmm. you know it wouldn't be weird. But also, ironically, Gen Z loves vintage stuff for fun mm-hmm. so. yeah <laughs> she's gonna come up with this magazine though called vivant alive you know <laughs> and so carrie thinks she's she basically tells carrie you know she wants her to be involved and carrie's thinking that she wants her to write for it and she's you know women like us of a certain age right and that right there is it's like it she gets it's a drive-by it's a drive-by to carrie's (laughs) face you can see her digest that like oh shit and like and the thing about this episode too is that Everybody keeps sharing things with Carrie. Carrie gets three drive-bys in this episode. <laughs> it's that first one with Enid, right? Where Enid just kind of like takes her head off with, you know, we're of a certain age. And then right. the second drive-by is later when we have Carrie and, uh, I'm sorry, we have Che and Miranda, you know, and Carrie and uh, Lyle, Oliver Hudson, you know, they, they're all at Che's new apartment. You know, they're putting together the Ikea furniture. They're now drinking. And they start talking about strap-ons and pegging Mm -hmm. him and, you know, Miranda, the first time I wore it, and she's like, how am I still here? You know, it's like, (laughs) there's another drive-by. And then we have the final drive-by of this is when, um, actually, there's a few more. When Bitsy Von Muffling, when they're sitting there, and and Bitsy admits to her that she gave the phone number to this Marlin guy because (laughs) she thought that Carrie was sad last time that they saw each other at the salon. And so now she wanted to get, you know, the best way to get over somebody is to get under someone. And so this guy helped me get over my Bobby and she's, (laughs) and Carrie's like, oh, you know, and then she's like, you know, he was, there was nobody as attentive as Mr. Broadway to his lady. (laughs) And that's Carrie's head being taken off one more time. And it's like, and I completely get it as somebody who comes on like a mic and just can kind of like blah, 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 and talk and talk and talk. And, you know, and we can get really explicit on those Dr. Carlton episodes. But mm-hmm. the moment that you do something like that to me, like in person and like in public and like we're sitting there face to face. And if I am not in that headspace to take this on and it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mental picture of Bobby and Vitsy Von Muffling, you know what I mean? <laughs> like we're, we're, we're seeing it. So she takes her head off there. And then we have the, when the uh, dick pic gets sent. (laughs) And so. Let's discuss that that dick pic. Can we discuss that dick pic though? What about it? That's a professional photo. Mm -hmm. Are we not going to acknowledge that this man had his penis professionally lit and shot? That was not like a whatever photo. It's a very Palm Springsy kind of a thing, but it might have been like a regular photo. Those iPhones can take some nice all, pictures, girl. Yeah, but the angle itself, like, like I don't know any man who's gonna like do the lighting and the angle. Okay, as a gay I, man that has received a lot <laughs> of pictures in my DM, maybe straight dudes are different. Maybe they. Maybe this is a difference. Well, yeah, because like straight dudes like put it next to like a remote. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and they always <laughs> do the aerial shot. Yeah, they're it's so bird's ugly. eye view. Yeah. Yeah, no. And the thing is, is like, no, gay guys want to make it look like bigger and whatever else. And so that kind of shows you like, you know, but also he's a man of a certain, he's a certain age, you know what yes. I mean? So, who so a nice picture and, is a nice picture, no matter what it's of. <laughs> maybe, but like, it's just, it's art. But when she finds that in her phone, when, when so we just get this moment with Gloria Steinem, right? Okay. Here's another thing is listen, like, I'm just encouraging people, listen to the Michael Patrick King. He's got a uh, podcast as well, the HBO official podcast for And Just Like That, where each episode he gets on with a couple producers or writers of the episodes, and they kind of discuss each episode at length. And so and there's like lots of like little good like pieces and nuggets inside of all these. But um, one of the things that I really loved that he talked about was Gloria Steinem in this episode, you know, that she came in and she was game for anything, mm-hmm. but her speeches were all ad lib. They just gave her points to talk about oh. and she just 
went cool. and they just and and they just they, they did a, they did like four or That's five why takes it and then felt they did, so natural. Yeah, and they kept it all. And so and then we have Gloria Steinem coming out of the bathroom and Carrie being like and like <laughs> and then she's like, I just wanted to tell you and that old lady being like, Move, Move or go. <laughs> Are you gonna go? So true. Yeah. Oh, I love so your crotchety, crotchety old people. <laughs> that it's so but we have that moment where we have Gloria Steinem, Candace, and Carrie Bradshaw all taking a picture together. And then, oh, I've been, you know, I, I've been hurt by these photos before. Let me take a look at that. Let me get, a, let me get approval. <laughs> and she looks through and she finds that picture of Marlin. Carrie, are you stripping my Marlin? <laughs> no, it was just, it was like somebody, they were trying to like put me together with this guy. And like, you know, I would never date somebody that old. And I would. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, a, that keeps happening with them. That, that was like the original episode where she's like, oh, I'm old. Like she, mm -hmm. so funny. But anyway, it's funny that she identified him from the dick pic. True, she knew. <laughs> well, because the thing is, is some people might have like three good ones. Maybe he did have it professionally taken. Maybe that I think is he a whole did. Thing. No one, no one's commenting on how it's it's professionally done. I'm from. Do those kind of guys maybe like they have pictures of like of their own junk like in their bathroom? You know what I mean? Like maybe as tasteful art. <laughs> Somebody who like, you know, if he's from the 70s or 80s, maybe like, you know, it's like I mean, but he was pretty trimmed up for an old dude. Ugh. But then again, also older penises, like the hair is not, it's more sparse. Like that was like, <laughs> it was a big dick, but it looked like an old chicken. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like listen, it, looked like a it looked gobble gobble. Like it was things, just like the things non, transformed down way. there, but he yeah. was trimmed. He was trimmed up. Like, I thought, you know, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm surprised by many things. Number one, the quality. Number two, mm -hmm. the angle of it all. Number three, <laughs> the, the, the grooming. <laughs> like, I had a lot to say about that dick pic anyway. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, is like, that's like, that's a polite, like, that's a fuck boy. That's, that's a fuck boy. That's an old man fuck boy. That's what that is. You know what I mean? But like I think this he's surfing around a bitsy. He's with he's with Enid and now he's trying to get with Carrie. Like this guy, he's a fuck boy. That's fuck boy yeah, energy. But, but think about it. By the time you get to be that age, most more women are alive than men are. And the women that are alive can't necessarily be running around with all these younger dudes necessarily. Like between, you know, our our society's shallowness about older ladies and 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 their desire to be with some of these children who are like probably the same age as their own kids like it's a little well, awkward space. Gonna, so so you're well, gonna let's you're put gonna a pin in that merry-go-round of ladies and or men yeah depending. so we're, we're gonna continue this topic <laughs> because Sorry. this leads us right into episode five no it's perfect this is perfect transition into episode five because episode four we end with uh, you know, no, I wasn't, I'm not stripping your, you're not old Enid, you know? And so I will, you know, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and we know Carrie, Carrie got fuck you money now. Like, yeah, you know, I, I left my check home. I left my checkbook at home. I take PayPal and just like that, <laughs> Enid and I became PayPals. So that's how that one ends jetting over to, and just like that episodes, uh, season two, episode five, which is trick or treat. So I don't know if you've noticed each episode jumps forward at like six yeah. to eight weeks. Yeah, yeah I was like looking we, at like the timeline jumped... of that. I was like, whoa. Hello? Yeah, we summer camp and summer camp is, hey, you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I lost you for a sec. Oh, it did something weird. That's the internet, folks. That might not be cut out. We're going to keep on going. <laughs> so, but they have this um, for and just like that. So episode five, which is our trick or treat episode. Um, this one directed by Cynthia Nixon, written by Samantha Irby and Lucas Frolish. Uh, Miranda shuttles back and forth between her home in Brooklyn and Chase Manhattan apartment. So we have her waking up at 5 a.m. every morning, taking the taking the uh what is it, the r <laughs> like, to, to, no like, that's like this she has to cross town first to hit any major arteries so she has to take the seven across to then probably get on the a train so, that's my guess because at what part of brooklyn well, she's is going she, she, 
She's um, going down and then she hits 34th and then she takes 34th to somewhere in Brooklyn. No, so no, she's doing the Hudson Yards is 34th. It's just all the way on the other side of the river. So, Ugh. so like, so it's like, it's like, it's basically the West Side Highway. So she has to go all the way from the West Side Highway to basically 8th Avenue, which is like Penn Station area. So then probably catch the A train is my guess, because I think that's the part of Brooklyn that she's in. And then take that into Brooklyn. why she wakes up at five o'clock in the morning and is not right, but she's, until six. But she's also trying to be a mom. Like she's trying to be that mom. She has a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. Miranda's carrying well, the around thing is, all is the guilt. She's has, yeah, she's all this baggage, which one of the things in like the seen ep- the episode prior when they all go to the family therapist because Miranda's trying to keep it together. P.S. We did not mention the return of Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah. Oh my God. If Steve is out here in this New York universe being single, looking like that, um, he is Steve is outside. Steve is outside. Steve is outside, guys. Steve is outside. Okay, that the episode title. <laughs> episode title, Steve is outside. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's O S O U S S I D. Steve is outside. Um, <laughs> but so we have this whole thing that they come to this resolution that Steve is going to get an apartment closer to Scouts. Miranda's going to keep the house. That is a nice fucking house too. When they show her at home with their son with Brady, and she's like in that kitchen and like make doing the pumpkin and like maybe we should decorate the stoop. Because, you know, Brady's not doing anything. He's taking a year off of school. And Brady, I, I have so many opinions about Brady. What what is, what are they? Give us give us three. Brady needs a fat lip immediately. Like immediately. 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 How do you talk to your mom like that, Brady? I mean, the like, thing is, is they, they set the tone in season one when he was I know, his girlfriend in the other room. Yeah, like, but you can have sex in your house and still be respectful. Why not you when you're having sex that loud. Your mom? <laughs> <laughs> that's not respectful when it's that loud. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's disrespecting yourself, Ooh. your friends, and everybody around. <laughs> a chunk lot for Brady. So hard. I'm so, oh my God, that boy is so, I don't know what, I mean, he's got shit going on, right? His parents are being awkward in their separation. That's hard. And your girl dumped you. That's hard. But he just is like, in general, he's a bit of a dick. You know what his biggest problem is? Mm-hmm. He's a ginger. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> I love gingers. Though. I love me some gingers. So do I. I. Love you gingers. Know, the craziest thing too is like, okay, well, we talked about like when you when you go and you dance for something and and like mm-hmm. and what I'm saying too has nothing to do with Bear Night, which I work for, amazing party that we just recently did with Chris Vance, or Barracuda, which I also work for. You know, you guys notice the brands that I work for are the ones that are inclusive. I do not mm-hmm. work for people when I feel othered, but I have felt right. othered in Amen. the past. Work. And a lot of times it's like you go in and it's like a bunch of white boys, like beautiful white boys, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they are, they all look kind of the same bears and that sort of thing. And then there's me, like the hairiest one in the room. And then there's <laughs> like a ginger. I love you, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Seth. <laughs> like I can name the gingers. But like the thing is, is because we always feel like the other one. Like, and it's usually like, okay, let the pretty boys go do a set and then I'll go up there with the ginger because we'll be the we'll, we'll be the other two. So the other two, period. Um oh, okay, wait, I gotta stop for one second. Okay, so there was something that was said at the party with Super Susia Sunday. Okay, so we're sidelining real quickly as we go away mm-hmm. from it, just like that for a second. So we're standing there, right, at the door. And um, I'm standing with Phil, who is uh, Nelson's partner and who is instrumental in the Susia project that we are doing right now. Like, just amazing. And, I mean, like, he got the Excel sheets, girl. He got the Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> okay? So we know how much we spent, how much we made, like, down to the penny. I'm an accountant. <laughs> like, he really is. Like, he is keeping us together. Nobody he asks got, you questions got... when you say you're an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of accountant, okay? Not only fan. But so I'm sitting there with him, or not sitting, but we're standing at the door as we're waiting. And this lady was inside and she was with her friends or whatever. And then she comes out and she's like, and this is Pride Weekend at our little brown and black and, 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 and colorful party. She goes, 
Man. Okay, we- one second. We're going to pause right there. I'm so sorry, but we are going to to be continue this story tomorrow here on Bald and Bingeable. We are an hour into the episode, and so let's take a break. Tomorrow, we're going to come back with the rest of this recap for In Just Like That, episode four, and we're going to go into episode five, Trick or Treat. We went ahead and we have another over a half hour left. So enjoy that tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. We had Aguila Ramirez today on the show. You guys can find her on Instagram at Via Aguila. That's V-I-A-A-G-U-E. D-A. You guys can find that also in the notes of this episode. Make sure that you guys pick up your tickets for Oso oh Susia at the Rail San Diego with DJ Alex Ramos Friday, August 18th, 2023. You guys can find that link in my Instagram bio at D'Angelo Gogo, or you guys can find that also in the episode notes. Okay, thank you guys so much. Have a great night and good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.